Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by BetSafe Colorado. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman alongside my colleague Parker Gabriel out here in Dove Valley previewing the Broncos week 11 game against the Raiders, the battle for last place in the AFC West. Are you excited, Parker? Oh yeah, I can't wait. A, a battle for last place is always bound to be entertaining. Well, I mean, the Rockies, they uh, continually do it in the second half of the baseball season. Now the Broncos getting into the habit here come November, December. Broncos 3-6, and six, Raiders 2-7. and seven. So we'll break down the keys to this game, what it means to the Broncos if they can get a win, and if the Broncos' run D can rebound after a poor showing against the Raiders in their last game in Las Vegas. Of course, they shut down King Henry last week and still got the L. Go into all that, hear from Mike Purcell, and give some predictions at the end of the show. First in Orange podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado, co.betsafe.com. Don't miss out on all the action. Get in the game with BetSafe Colorado, the newest sportsbook in Colorado. There's nothing like riding with your favorite team and player all the way to a big win. Get off the sidelines and get in the game with BetSafe Colorado. Download the app to start playing today, and BetSafe will match your first deposit up to $500. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. So, here we go. What's the keys here against this Raiders team? They're coming in, obviously struggling. One of their two wins came against the Broncos, but Derek Carr has been a Broncos killer. Josh Jacobs has been a Broncos killer. However, they will be without tight end Darren Waller. He's going on injured reserve. So at least some good news there for the Broncos. Yeah, that's right. And you know, this is the one game so far this season where Denver's offense actually, you know, played all right. Uh, season high in points scored, 23 back uh, in early October and the defense didn't really hold up its end of the bargain um you know it's 32 to 23 at the end of the day like you say Josh Jacobs 100 plus yards two touchdowns and Josh Jacobs now has five 100 yard games against the Broncos yeah uh, so he's just been one of those guys that they've struggled against it's gonna be really interesting uh Kyle because like you said Denver did a really good job against Derrick Henry, who they actually have a better track record against over the past few years. But they did it in a unique way, personnel-wise. I, I think you'll see the Broncos and and that defense roll out, not exactly the same, but a lot of similar looks uh, to what they did against Tennessee last week. Big personnel, uh, Draymond Jones playing that sort of stand-up outside linebacker. Uh, they may get a couple guys back, too, with Baron Browning and, and Justin Simmons. And so... Um, it's it's going to be interesting to watch the counterpunch. And then, of course, uh, you know, you've got Devontae Adams against Pat Sertan on the outside. And that that's about as good a one-on-one matchup as you'll find in the NFL. And it's crazy. The Broncos defense has been playing so well this season. And a lot of it without Justin Simmons missed yeah. four games with the quad injury. Then uh, with a knee sprain last week. And this is the Ironman guy who had the, the snap streak and was, you know, one of a few players to play every single down, uh, defensive down for the past few years. That's been broken. Uh, and the Broncos have, you know, relied on Kareem Jackson, obviously, who was named captain recently in the wake of the Bradley Chubb trade. And then also P.J. Locke has stepped up uh, with Caden Stearns on injury reserve. Yeah, it one of the best things you can say about this Denver defense, and, and again, outside of that Vegas game earlier in the season, they've been really good every time out. And one of the things I think that, that is really true of this group is basically whoever they've put in has risen to the occasion. I mean, when Demari Mathis made his starting debut against the Chargers at corner, 
they picked on him. He had the four pass interference penalties. But he's just steadily gotten better over the course of the year. They've gotten plays, not all pro play, but they've gotten solid contributions from so many guys. P.J. Locke, Asang Bassey, all three inside linebackers. Uh, you know, in the last game, it was Jacob Martin, who'd been on the team for a week, and Jonathan Cooper uh, playing outside linebacker and, and doing the job. And so basically, whoever they've had to rely on this year has got the job done. And that's a testament to the guys they have on the roster and the depth they have on that side of the ball, but also um, the way Jairo Evero, the defensive coordinator, and his staff have coached this group because they play assignment sound, and, and, and pretty much regardless of who's in the game, um, they the guys clearly understand what they're being asked to do and for the most part have been able to to execute that. So perfect storm for Broncos country. The Broncos tailspin the rest of the year. Defense still plays well. Hackett gets fired, and then Evero gets hired as a head coach elsewhere. Is that going to happen? I, I saw a certain Denver Post columnist float this on Twitter the other day. Uh, that, that would be our, our guy, Mark Kisla. I mean, is it out of the realm of possibility? No, I mean, Jairo Evero is going to get head coaching interviews this winter. Is he going to get a job? You know, we'll see. Obviously, it's his first year um, being a, at the coordinator level, but he's a guy that's that's earned respect. He's been in the NFL for a long time, 15 years. Um, he's earned respect around the league. He's coached under some some interesting coaches and some smart coaches. And yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, that teams are going to take a good, long, hard look at. And then I guess the biggest question after that will be, you know, whether whether Denver's one of the teams that, that's in the market for a head coach or not. Again, this is the First and Orange podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado, co.betsafe.com. So, Parker, we kind of debated this earlier in the week in the Broncos roundtable, denverpost.com slash Broncos. I mean, what's the importance of the of this game? And really, perhaps to underscore that, how thin of ice is Nathaniel Hackett skating on if he loses this one? And, and you know, that's that could be the start of the free fall. You still got two matchups with the Chiefs on the schedule, remember, down the stretch of the season how big of this? How how big is this game, especially for Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, I mean, I think the season is clearly sort of on the verge of of entirely getting away from from Denver, which is not where anybody really thought they'd be. Even if you had sort of reservations about you know what it might look like this fall, to me, like I think the the trouble with the next two games, right, Kyle? I mean, you know, Vegas at home and then going to Carolina, two bad teams. I, there's a lot more to lose by losing either or both of the next two than there really is to gain by winning. I think last week yep. we talked about the, some of the analytics, like 538, the New York Times uh, analytics you know, machine. It, had they beat Tennessee, their playoff odds were going to jump to like 30%. Now, that's not great, but at least you're in the picture. If they win the next two games, Vegas and Carolina, their playoff odds, based on that sort of one predictive model – only goes from three percent to seven percent. So, I mean, yeah, you're five and six. If you win the next two, you could sort of furrow your brow and say, well, if they manage to beat Lamar Jackson in Baltimore on the road, you get to six and six, and all that. All that just sort of feels like a long way off at this point. Um, and so, it's really one of those stretches where, you know, you've got to take care of business this weekend um, and next week, right after Thanksgiving to even have the conversation about whether the long shot um, is is realistic to think about. Again, this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. And I caught up with nose tackle Mike Purcell in the Broncos locker room today. Here's what Purcell had to say about the rematch against the Raiders, getting payback against Josh Jacobs for his big games, 
and more. Take a listen in. So tell me about the matchup with the Raiders. I know obviously last time Josh Jacobs asked you guys what's kind of the mentality or message specifically in the against the run game this week for you guys. Uh, it's just a game that we kind of got to bounce back again. So obviously we got to get paybacks from the first matchup. But, uh, you know, obviously we did a, a pretty well job against uh, Derrick Henry. So uh, just take that challenge of stopping that running moving on to this week. And, uh, like I say, getting payback. And defensively, I mean, first in points per game, top five in a lot of categories. I, we just talked about the run defense, not quite as highly ranked, but are you taking some pride midseason here as you look across your unit, like at some of the league rankings where you're at, specifically those points per game? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely stuff that we can always, we can look at and, you know, it's stuff that we can be proud of. But at the same time, there's there's a lot that we got to work on, a lot that we can fix, and a lot that we can improve on. So, uh, at the same time, we can, we can sit there and look at it and be proud of it. Uh, we still have eight games left to play, so right. uh, a lot of football left. And uh, DJ Jones might be the best offseason signing. I know K1's up there too, but him and uh, DJ Draymond just doing work up front. I mean, what's kind of the chemistry between them? What have you seen? And, and you in there as well, obviously. I think we're all just kind of we've, we've grown into roles of being vets. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm the oldest in that room, but. Uh, you know, DJ's up there. I was in San Fran the year that the San Fran just let me go right before they got DJ. Right. Um, and I came here, and that was Dre's first year. So uh, to see both those guys kind of grow into the to the players that they've become, you know, it's, it's awesome to see. But now it's it's great to have those guys together. And you know, in the defensive line room, we're a, we're a close group. So I think that's going to help something that helps us. No matter who's on that field for us and on the defensive line, it, it, we all gel well and we can play together. So team wide, I mean three and six. Obviously, you said still lots of games ahead of you, but you know you've been in this situation before with Vic Fangio's tenure, and you guys are kind of struggling. How do you how do you keep the focus and keep kind of guys engaged? In here? I mean, at the, at the same time, we can look at that. There's eight games left. But there, there's that much football. Yeah. And who knows still what happened? Any given Sunday, anything can happen. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we can, like I said, we can improve on. And that's not just defensively, but that's, you know, offense, special teams, defense. It's, it's the whole team in general. So there's a lot that we can improve on. And uh, I think there's a sense of urgency that it needs to happen. And that was Mike Purcell, Highland Trench High School product, talking about the Broncos season with me in the locker room today in Dove Valley. Moving on with the show here on the First Orange Podcast, brought to you by Bet Safe Colorado. Everyone has a pregame superstition or pregame ritual. Let BetSafe Colorado be yours. BetSafe Colorado is the newest sportsbook in Colorado and the exclusive club for passionate gamers and bettors across the state. Download the app to start playing today, and BetSafe will match your first deposit up to $500. Visit co.betsafe.com for terms and conditions. Okay, final topic of the show here before we go into predictions. Can the Broncos offense last in the NFL with 14.6 points per game? somehow get it in gear against this Raiders defense, 28th in the NFL, allowing 25.1 points per game. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we, you know, week after week. And we hear on the podium they're getting better, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, week after week you sort of wonder, like, is this the week that it starts to come alive a little bit? And, you know, outside of three long drives um, in London against Jacksonville, you just really haven't seen much of it. And so – you always leave open the possibility, as you said, Vegas has given up points this year, but they've also been really disruptive. And the first time these teams played 
Max Crosby had four tackles for loss. It shouldn't um, be a problem this week with uh, like their third string backup tackle. Right, thing, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. And the injuries have only stacked up more, especially on the offensive line for Denver. And not only that, but you know, for the first half of that game, uh, the Broncos had Javante Williams as their running back. He got hurt on the first play of the second half of that game, and obviously. You know, they weren't good on offense before Javante Williams got hurt. And, and and since then, they've really struggled to identify, you know, any sort of production um, from their running back group. They've got they've added three got three of the guys who are on the 53 who could theoretically play this weekend weren't even in the organization when these teams played for the first time six weeks ago. So it's it's been a revolving door there. They don't have a running back that has a rush of over 18 yards so far this year. And if they can't get something going on the ground, that allows guys like Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, all those guys to just pin their ears back and, and, and come after Russell Wilson. And this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado. We'll go to our predictions now. And we've been hard on the Broncos. We're, we're going to keep it hard, I think. I don't know about you, Parker. I'm going with the Raiders. And the Raiders. It'll be what six straight now? If if it they be, yeah. yeah, so five straight right now. Las Vegas has won over Denver. I'm predicting it'll be six straight. I got the Raiders twenty four, Broncos seventeen, and Sean Keeler. Don't be stealing my prediction. He stole my prediction multiple weeks in a row from listening to this podcast and then putting it in the paper. There our, was our esteemed la- columnist last week. I think we were all within just like one or two points, um, except for Kiz who picked the Broncos to beat Tennessee. Um, the Mr. Sunshine. Yeah. yeah yes. Yes. <laughs> the notorious Mr. Sunshine. I am picking the Raiders too. Um, I just, it's a, you got to believe it. You got to see it to believe it with Denver at this point, especially on offense. Um, and I think for as good as Denver's defense has played, uh, I, I just, to me, I think there's a higher likelihood that at some point, not that they're going to, you know, fold or anything like that for the season, but just, I think there's more a better likelihood that there's a bad one or even a mediocre one in there um, from this defense at some point along the way than there is some sort of revitalization from the offense coming. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, they've had trouble with Josh Jacobs in the past. They've had trouble with Derek Carr in the past. Um, and all of that leads me to think that even though neither of these teams are very good, at, that the Raiders get it done by a very narrow margin. Uh, 21 to 20. There you go. There's our predictions. Josh McDaniel is going to beat Nathaniel Hackett at Empower Field on Sunday. This has been the first Orange Podcast brought to you by BetSafe Colorado, co.betsafe.com. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Kyle Newman alongside Parker Gabriel. And until next time, folks, take it easy.